Hey guys, I'm here with Shannon Kelly. She is a senior at Bridgewater and she's going to be talking a bit about her experience with cannabis. So I'm so happy to have you here and please tell us why you are here and what you have been struggling with and for how long. All right, well, hi, thanks for having me today. I'm very excited. This is something I've wanted to do for a while because it's something I talk about with a lot of um, friends and family is just kind of my experience with like de-stigmatizing the way that cannabis is like presented in society and like how we're, our, our generation, I feel like is kind of changing the curve of how we view cannabis because it's more of a health benefit than like this taboo, like, oh, you're doing a gateway drug or anything yeah. like that. Like, it's kind of changed a lot. So um, I am, I guess I would say like kind of like a beginner to novice writer in the making type of thing. Um, so I'm an English and education major at school, but I also write poetry in my free time because I'm trying to write like my own book. And I've oh, noticed yeah. that getting into um, cannabis kind of helps like expand my mind a little bit to more of a relaxed state. So I can just kind of like the ideas just flow a little bit easier. So I've noticed when it comes to me paying attention for school assignments or getting in a creative mindset, cannabis has kind of helped like ease my mind a little bit. Um, Cause I struggle with ADHD and anxiety. So sometimes doing my schoolwork is a little bit like I have to get up like every five minutes and move around or switch tabs or like check my phone. But when I use cannabis, I always find that it's a lot more calming and I'm much more like focused and like ready to go with my assignments. Amazing. So it helps you focus a lot. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And then I also, I started using cannabis when I started getting a lot of back pain, um, chronic back pain. I have scoliosis. And so when I would play sports in high school, I would always like the disc would like slip a little bit or I'd have like super bad, like sharp pains in my lower back. And I like, wouldn't really know how to fix it. Cause like I'd put a heating pad on, but like if I was at school or like, if I was out at work and stuff and like, didn't have access to like lay down and put a heating pad on Advil, like kind of wasn't cutting it anymore. And so I looked into it and my uncle is actually, um, he's a vet. He did like three tours in Iraq and, um, oh. his hit. Yeah. So his, um, doctor told him about cannabis when he came back because he had really bad, like PTSD and was having trouble sleeping and had like really bad nightmares and stuff. So, when I talked to him about a lot of my anxieties and then a lot of my back pain was preventing me from like doing a lot of things in my life, he kind of approached the idea to me. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause like in high school, I always thought it was like, oh, you're like a drug addict now. And like, you can't like, oh, you're like one of those kids that like sits behind McDonald's. Like that's crazy. But I, it changed a lot for me because when I did start to use it, I was with people that I trusted and I was around an environment that was more comfortable for me and wasn't super pressuring so I could get into it. And then when I got to college, it became more of a lifestyle thing because I noticed like how many benefits it was actually doing for me. That's sweet. And like, what's your preferred method of using it? 
it kind of depends on where I am. So like, like I live with my parents again, so it kind of has to be more of like the dab pen or dummy or something. But <laughs> if I, if I can, I actually prefer to use a bong with ice. That's my preferred method. And then I actually saw on TikTok, I saw this video where the guy put hot water in the bong and he said hot water was actually better on your throat because it's more of a steam when you're Mm -hmm. inhaling because it's like this, there's already steam coming out of the bottom. So I like immediately after I watched it, I like dumped what I had out and like cleaned it and everything. And then I put hot water in and it was like, the most smooth hit I've ever had in my life like it's one of the only ways that I will use it now so it's been so nice I gotta start doing that yeah it's like the weed we were smoking last night was so harsh we were dying (laughs) (laughs) and I put ice in it and then my friend was like no that's even worse I was like oh but yeah I had water I had exactly I had um what did I just have I like had I'm moving this weekend. So like my dad was like, get all of your like contraband out of the house. So I like put all my stuff in a bag. And then like, I saw the podcast was on. I was like, I need to get in the vibe for the podcast. So my friend actually just got out of class and we had, um, one of those peach, um, oh my God, what is it called? It's the peach wraps. Mm they're um the zigzags it was the zigzag wraps and their peach flavor and they don't have them anymore in mass because the flavors you can't use right. any of them but my one of my friends that works at like a store around here like has them on the low so I like bought a box for right. like 20 bucks or something so I was like I just told my friend I was like hey I don't really roll myself so I was like you can just take the box <laughs> here you go I still don't know how to roll <laughs> no I like I feel like that's such a common thing with female stoners now and it's like I used to be like oh that's sexist like you can't say that but then I realized like when I smoke with my female friends like none of us know how to roll like literally none of us know how to roll and then it sucks because I'm like I really wanted like a blunt today mm-hmm. and I'll have to like call one of my guy friends and be like hey do you want to come over and smoke with us just so he can roll because I'm like I need help <laughs> yeah it's like it, they make it so easy now they have so many tools to like pack it really fast they have cones like you don't even need to learn, you know? No, it's so crazy. And I remember when I was a, I think I was like a freshman in college, I worked at this restaurant and like, I've noticed that every restaurant I work at, most people smoke. And so one of my, one of the bus boys that works at the restaurant I was at, I became like super good friends with him. Cause like, we just had so many like TV show and like book interests that were the same. And it was like always really fun to work with him. And I asked him one day, like, do you, do you like smoke? And he was like, hell yeah, I smoke. And I was like, all right, perfect. And he goes, I have this thing. He goes, do you have bud? And I was like, yeah, but I don't know how to roll. And he was like, we don't need that. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he pulled out this like black box that looked like one of those old vape tanks. And when you unscrew the top half, you can put a whole nug in. You don't have to break it up or anything. You just put it in. And then you screw the top and you press the button at the bottom and it heats it up and steams it so that it like fills the bottom cartridge, like full of smoke. And it's then the you herb just vaporizer. It, yeah. And then you just hit it like a vape after. And it's like the coolest, it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Cause I was like, that's no prep work. Yeah. Like, at Did all. It, I heard it can taste like burnt. Was that your experience? 
Like, no, it, it was actually pretty good. I liked it a lot. It was very like smooth. And I feel like, cause it was already like pre-done. Like we put a small one in there. So it wasn't crazy. I feel like if you just put like a whole nug that's like this big and tried yeah. to put it in, like it, it would probably burn one side cause it would be so close to like the heater. But if you put a small one in, I, I was honestly fine. I still, I still want to try those, but they're also like that expensive. So I haven't yeah, gotten no. it. Yeah, no, there's so much money. Yeah. So like, do you have a favorite strain? Um, so I had really bad migraines a couple years ago. And so I started researching what strains were like the best for those. And I smoked Blue Dream for a really long time. Um, that was definitely one of my favorites because I like to smoke hybrids because I, I don't want to like fall asleep. Like I have, I have days where I'll do like straight indica if I'm about to go to sleep, but normally for like the day-to-day stuff, I like hybrids because I can't do a straight sativa because it actually hurts people with migraines, which I found out it's because it's strictly a head high. It's like yeah. too much. It's too much. And it causes like weird tension. It, it was very strange because it helped. Weed used to help me for the longest time with my migraines. And then I started noticing that it was making them worse. And I was like, why? And then I researched it. And I was, it said that if you do an indica based hybrid during the day, that would be the best strain for me because it wouldn't put me to sleep, but it wouldn't be as much concentrate going like to the head. Yeah. Sativas. I feel like if every time I smoke too much of a sativa, I've always had a bad experience, but if I have like just enough, I'm like good and ready to go. But when I have too much, it's like, I'm like in pain kind of. Cause like, I don't know, it focuses all your energy towards like your throat. So you just like hit it like multiple times and your throat's just burning for the rest of the time. I'm like, ow. No, it's like, it's like you hit a dab rig. It's like, it's that little ball of like burn in the back of your throat oh. for like 45 minutes. It sucks. It does suck. So you medicate daily? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <coughs> I'm going into education. So that's going to be difficult. But oh. I've talked to a lot of teachers and they actually smoke on a pretty consistent basis because like they don't get drug tested. Mm. So Well, there you go. <laughs> so God, that too much to worry about. But I feel like, you know, if everyone is allowed to just like have like a drink of alcohol, like at night after their shift, like you should also be able to just smoke a joint, you know, like, it's yeah, that's, relaxed. that's my, yeah, that's like my biggest thing too, is I've learned, especially within the last like year or so, I've learned that it's okay to like cut back a little bit because I think because it was such a stigma when I started smoking where like consistent everyday use was like only for <clears throat> God, my throat. the um, huge like college stoner kid type of vibe where it was like three, four times a day. And like, you were literally smoking like all day, every day. I kind of did that for a while. Um, but I was also in like a horrible mental state. So that was also like, it was just one of those things where it was just my escape from reality for a while. Definitely the only thing that kept me sane during that time for sure. Yeah. Um, but I've learned to cut back and like, I still get all the same benefits, all the same, you know, re- relaxation and whatever, just with less amounts. Cause I've noticed that like, I don't really need to smoke as much as I can, 
just because yeah. I can smoke so much doesn't mean I always should. Mm-hmm. That was where, that was where my thing, cause like it used to be a competition between people of like, oh, like how much can you smoke before you like tap out or whatever. Yeah. And, I, and I'd always be like one of the last people, but it's like, that's great that you can do it. However, should you always be doing it? Yeah, probably not. It's still yeah. like, you know, as much as, you know, I advocate for cannabis and stuff, like I don't want to give the wrong impression that like, just because you know, I'm into it doesn't mean everyone should be like smoking it all the time. Like, that's not what I'm trying to, you know, that's not the message I'm trying to spread. Like, I believe it should be used medicinally. And if when you need it, you should use it like, but definitely, it's very easy to escape reality with cannabis. And that's why, like, I try to only do it at night, because I or sometimes, sometimes I'll do it every day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if I have some sativas, you know, sometimes it's nice to, you know, have that helping you. But um, I really enjoy it at night because I can just like see everything from a different perspective and, you know, really enjoy the time with it. Cause I'm kind of harsh on myself. Like during the day, I'm like, Oh, you need to do this. Oh, you need to do this. And then when I have the time to relax and smoke, I'm like, I'm proud of myself, you know, like it, it just makes me feel much happier and say if I'm having like a mental breakdown because I have so much schoolwork, my, and I'm like ready to give up. And then I have my night smoke and the weeds like slaps me in the face and it's like, nah, you got this. Like, don't be, <laughs> don't be weak. Like you're stronger than that. And that's the side that a lot of people don't see when they're like, oh, the cannabis is for you I'm like you don't know what it can do for your mental health like you have no idea no exactly and like I I definitely had days where I used it as more of like a crutch to get myself through really bad patches but when I'm now I'm back in like a better place and like I like to use it when I'm journaling because like my therapist always encourages me to journal like you can do like a day-to-day journal like diary kind of thing where you update but there's also a journal I bought on Amazon called the inner me. And it asks you a bunch of questions about like subconscious questions or beliefs or thoughts that you have regularly that like you might not think about. So like some of them was like, do you consider yourself more of a leader or a follower? Why or why not? And like other questions will be like, what are your thoughts on um, dreaming or having goals? Like what's the drawback Mm. of it? They're like like, raises your self-awareness. Yeah, it's kind of like it raises your consciousness level of like what's around the world and like what's because I think going outside of your surroundings of like where you live and where you're from and thinking about like more of a worldly image of like how you view like humanity and all that is a lot better when you can write down like your real personal feelings about all of those topics because then it gives you more of a sense of like self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. So how do you advocate for cannabis? So I've had a couple friends. I actually, I did this with my sister too, because like she was super against it for the longest time. And like, she only will now to like go to sleep. Like I still can't get her to like actually just sit and smoke with me, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, w- she will on like super rare occasions, but like, she also has a program where like, she has to be careful sometimes because they don't really allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I will usually talk to people like if they have really bad anxiety, like one of my friends, I actually just had this conversation with her because she was telling me like, it was like her fourth, like breakdown of the week. Cause it's final season. And like, everyone has like a really rough time. It just like puts you through the ringer every time. And 
she was struggling with like home life situations too. So it was just kind of like hitting from all angles. And I was like, look, I said, the only thing that you can control in this world is your reaction to things that happen to you. You can't control things that actually happen to you. Mm -hmm. And like, that took me a very, very long time to understand because I hate not being in control. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves, but I told her and I was like, if the only thing you can do is how you feel about it, a way to feel better about your situation sometimes is to relax and unwind and just to feel good for a little bit. And I was like, have you ever tried smoking? And she was like, oh, I did in high school and I got super paranoid. And I was like, well, where were you smoking? And she was like, the back of a parking lot. And I was like, well, that's why. Like, you have to get, I always tell people, like, if you're going to try cannabis, like, don't be like super secretive and sketchy about it. Cause it's going to make you paranoid. Like yeah. you have to be in an environment where you're comfortable, safe, and know you're not going to get interrupted because yes. that's the biggest thing is you only get paranoid and you get interrupted. Yeah. And like looking for cops is the same thing. Like that's mm-hmm. getting interrupted. That's like a constant, like, where's he going? What is he doing? Like, I need to look and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, I'm like, if you're down, I will smoke with you because I'm someone that you can feel comfortable with. I know areas that no one's going to come or I have like this whole list of like all these lakeside riverside spots that I'll drive to, to go smoke. Cause it's a very like therapeutic comforting space to be in mm-hmm. if I can't like be at my own house. So, um, I'll tell them that. And there's been a couple of people where I've like went and smoked with them at like a river or a lake or something and like, just ask them how they feel. And like, I'll have them smoke a little bit, but not like too much that they like freak out. Oh yeah. And I tell them like, sometimes for your first time, you're not even going to get high. Cause like I didn't. And like that happens for people sometimes. So. Oh yeah. I have a story. <laughs> like it took I love me, asking people what their first experience was. Yeah, it literally took me years to like cannabis. I'm not kidding, like years. And I never gave up. Like I had a feeling I would like it eventually. I was like, why do my friends love this so much? Like I need to like it. And so I'll tell you about my first time I got high. Like I was ready to go try it. And I met friends for the first time. Like I was with new people in the woods. Like, <laughs> and they had like, uh, weed in like a glass joint and I was hitting it not getting high probably wasn't inhaling it correctly either they were trying to teach me and I was like this is not working and then they had like the old school like vapes with the coils and they put like dab like liquid on it or something I don't know and they were like Leah this is really strong be careful so I was like okay and then I hit it like eight times and I get zooted and <laughs> And I just remember walking and I was like, whoa, this is so weird. Like I could walk forever. Like, you know, that feeling where it's like, you don't need to stop, you know, it just, I felt my body. So like, I was so sensitive to everything around me. And we were just like walking around my town and it was dark. And there was like this truck that came out of nowhere filled with kids. And they were like screaming stuff at my friend, like, (laughs) and then they found out it was someone they knew. And then they tried to jump in the back of their truck. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, oh my God. This is not happening today. <laughs> so I made my friend drive me home. But like, I was so paranoid. I was paranoid. My mom was going to call me. So, Where are you at? Like, I was really freaked out. And I've been paranoid so many times from smoking weed, or I've had an anxiety attack on weed that I've never experienced before, which was super painful. And my best advice is literally 
to do it at home or like, again, with someone who you are comfortable with. But this, I feel like the safest place is at home with, without anyone who's going to interrupt you. Um, Cause you can like be in your bed and be comfortable. And if you don't like, if you're feeling weird, you can just like get food and drink water and you know, like you got everything you need. So honestly, home is my favorite place to smoke. Yeah, no, it definitely is too. I have, I have parents who are not the biggest fans. So I have to smoke outside if I smoke mm-hmm. at home. Um, and then like, I hear the Febreze downstairs when I come inside and go upstairs because they can like <laughs> smell it still. And I'm like, oh. I promise I put perfume on before I came inside, but it, so it'll just mix my, with the perfume. <laughs> oh my God. I know. But when, so when I was at my apartment, um, I lived on the first floor of my building so I could open up my window and there was like, um, a little like sidewalk thing that was next to my building. So like, sometimes I'd hop out the window and just sit there for a little bit or other times, like I just open it up with the screen and have like a fan that would like blow it out. And I would just sit in my room and like have my speaker on and listen to music or watch TV or whatever. And it was always like my favorite part of my day was when I could just like unwind and like sit by the window and like listen to the train. And like, it was just like, nice. It was a good environment. I will say though, I have, oh my God, I have a, such a funny story though, because so many people are like so surprised that I still smoke because I had the worst experience when I was a freshman in college. I had never used a bong before. I'd only ever smoked like joints and like a blunt here and there, but like nothing crazy. And my friend, I was in the dorm rooms and my friend was like, what I'll do is I'll like light it and I'll rip the whole glass piece but then I'll put my hand over it like I'll give it to you and then when you take it pull the piece out and then inhale like inhale just a little bit you don't even have to use the whole glass piece like just do a little bit I don't know if I just like got lost in translation or didn't understand what was going on but he gave it to me and it was like yellow at the bottom like he had ripped it up so that we could all take a small like little thing from it yeah I I took it and just inhaled the entire thing and didn't take the bowl piece out so then my friend took it like saw me doing it and like grabbed the bowl piece but then I still cleared the whole thing that was in the thing for it and it was yellow at the bottom so I literally sat there and they were like yeah she's gonna die like she's literally gonna die like it's not gonna be fun and I was like okay. So I'm like looking around. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I don't want to get paranoid. Like, I'm just going to wait a second, whatever. And all of a sudden I feel myself start to like move like this. And Uh my friends, my friends are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And they're like, you're literally swaying side to side. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And like, I had no idea that I was moving like that. And then I saw a white light and then nothing else. I literally threw up my friends had to take my makeup off. They texted my parents to say, cause I was commuting at the time. So they texted my parents to say I was sleeping there. And then I don't remember anything. And I woke up the next day in my friend's dorm bed and he had take a, taken a blow up mattress and blew one up for himself to sleep on the floor because I apparently refused to get out of the bed because they laid me down and I was like, nope, I'm not moving. I was like, I'm sleeping here tonight. Sorry to whoever's bed this is. Oh, I'm sleeping God. here. And there were sticky notes next to the bed and they were like, hey, here's a shower caddy. 
your clothes are by the door like this happened last night hopefully you're okay blah 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 we'll meet you in the dining hall for like That's breakfast good friends they took care of you there oh my god no they so did and then like two days later I came back and like they were all smoking and I was like oh I said I think I'd like to try again and they were like nope we're not going to be responsible for that they're like we're not doing that again and I was like why I was like isn't the expression when you fall off the horse you have to get back up and try it again like I didn't want to let it ruin my whole experience with it because that was only my first time and I knew I fucked up so I was like it is what it is oh yeah um and then afterwards like I really like got super focused like people like taught me the different strains like one of my friends was like um his uncle worked for a dispensary so he like showed me all the different strains like what was best for what and like really educated me on everything so that I could be better prepared for when I smoked with other people to like know what I'm smoking so it was definitely like super helpful but that's why I tell people to be careful when they do start smoking though is to not get caught up in like the badass vibe that you get when you start smoking all the time and people like know you smoke and like that kind of like cool kid mentality that people get and like don't let it go to your head and start doing it all the time just because it's like for people to know that you do like you should only smoke because it helps you and because it actually can do something for you and if people know about it great but it doesn't have to be something where like yeah I smoke and like you tell people like all this stuff like you're trying to flex about it it's like it's not (laughs) not supposed to be a flex it's supposed to be like this helps me with my anxiety and migraines and back pain and everything else. Like I also take medication for other stuff too. That's what I tell people is like cannabis is not the only thing you should be using. If you have problems in your mental health, like you should also see a therapist and talk about medications or treatments to do because cannabis should be an addition to your regimen plan. It shouldn't be like your only plan. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I can't, it's not like a problem solver for everything like it's good in some ways and it affects everyone differently and you won't know until you experiment that's the thing with cannabis it's like it's not just like a one-time thing it's like you gotta like be committed to learn about how your body interacts with different strains like it's it's a whole thing but I feel like you need to get to a, a place where your body like always enjoys it I don't even know how to describe this but what got me to enjoy it was my friend was like, you need to just let it happen. Let just enjoy the process. Let it run through you. Like don't think too hard and just live in the moment. Literally after that, I started enjoying it like every single time, but I have had terrible green outs before, even recently. <laughs> like I went to a hemp fest. Everyone be careful at hemp fest. Cause oh, I like want to go so bad. Like they had THC lemonade, right? And I, I was like, oh, that sounds really good. And I asked the guy, I was like, how many milligrams is it? He's like, oh, like 25. I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, I'll share it with my friend. And I'm pretty sensitive to edibles. So I was like, you know, if I shared it, I'll be fine. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let's just say I drank most of it because it barely tasted like cannabis. And it was fine for the first like hour or two. And then it hit me like a bus and the green outs are so terrible because you get so dizzy and you need to like throw up and everything it sucks but the good thing is it goes away you know like at least it stops after like an hour or maybe a little more 
or I've I've experienced someone who had like a two hour green out, but it's not like drinking where you'll be dead the rest of the night. Like if you have a green out, it's going to be terrible for like a little bit, but then you're, you're going to be alive again. And you're going to come back, even though you might still be high for another 24 hours, but you'll be good. But I also like, I, I agree with you. Like, I also think too, like when people, when people talk about green outs, like they have such a weird, like stigma against that versus people like blacking out. Like mm. for some reason, everyone's yeah. saying like, let's, let's go black. Let's go black out is literally like something Normalized. to brag about. But, th- but then when someone's like, oh, I greened out they're like, oh my God, you need to go on a tea break. You have to stop. Like, this is too much. Like, no, dude, it's just one of those. Ex- it's just like drinking. Part like, of it. You had a little bit too much and now you have a little bit of a, you know, burnout. You might throw up like I did. You might do a couple other things, but eventually like you're going to be fine after that. And then like, again, you're not dead for the rest of the day. Like you have more time to like bounce back afterwards. And I always say too, like eating and just waiting it out is the best thing to do when that happens. Like you can't freak out when it starts to happen because it's, you can't prevent it from prevent it from continuing to happen. So like, if you don't like sit there and be like, Oh my God, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. Like if you're just like, okay, like I think that was a little too much. Like, I'm just going to sit here, ride it out, like enjoy yeah. life, whatever. And like, wait it out for a couple hours. Eventually it will like start to subside a little bit. But mm-hmm. if you're sitting there the whole time, like freaking out about it or being super paranoid, like it will get worse because yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a mind thing too. Yes. Which, huge which part I, of it. It's mental. a huge mindset thing. Cause you have, you have to be prepared to know that you're going to feel a little out of control. Like sometimes when people smoke, I feel like they get really freaked out when like all of a sudden they can't control their laughter or they, it's like, that's kind of what it's supposed to do. Like you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable for a little bit yeah, in order to like feel better about it. And every, every stoner has gone through like weird phases like that, or has experienced that it's all part of the process. It's learning. We all got to learn what our bodies can handle and to get the best experience. Yeah, no, exactly. But yeah. I think that's all the questions I have for you. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I had a lovely conversation with you and please like tell us where people can find you on social media. Um, yeah, so I, um, some of my writing pieces and like some of the spoken word poetry that I'll do, I actually post on my TikTok. Um, I do like some of the stupid dances and like other videos too, but like, and I, I love the acting ones cause I can like memorize lines really well. So I'll do those, but I do my poetry one. So if you wanted to look at my TikTok, it's Shannon Kelly 40. And Kelly's with an EY. I have to tell everybody because otherwise they won't find me. <laughs> um, and then my Instagram is shanrose dot underscore K. Um, and it's because when you're about to graduate, they tell you to take your last name out of your Instagram so your students like won't be able to like find you. Oh, because you have to because you have yeah. to be careful with like what you post because like teachers nowadays have to be super careful because kids are little FBI agents that will yeah. find your social media. So yeah. like, they were like, you have to go private, but that's after graduation, but they're like, you have to go private and you have to take your last name off. So I changed that to my Instagram name, um, probably like a month ago. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's kind of, and then I have a mental health Instagram page too called, um, mental dot message. 
and that's for all of my experiences where I'll talk about um, my journey through mental health and then my journey through like getting through school and especially last year, like posting about a lot of the um, traumatic experiences and kind of like how I managed to cope and go through like therapy and all that stuff. So it's kind of like, it's more of a safe space for me but I have like, it's like four, I have like 40 followers on it. It's just more of like a me thing that I like to do, but it's a uh, kind of a mental health journey. So I guess if people wanted to follow me on that too, they could. Sweet. Well, I'm so glad that you're, you know, doing that for yourself and you're probably helping others. You know, you never know, like spreading that knowledge and, you know, making it okay to reach out for help. It's very important. No, absolutely. And also like, I mean, thanks for having me on this podcast this week. Cause like I've been dying to do something related to my experience with cannabis and like how it's helped me and kind of like showing people that if you can relate to any form of my life or anything that I've experienced, then maybe cannabis could help you as well. Um, and just kind of like hearing people's stories about it got me more comfortable with it. So like, I love that you started a platform that like can make other people feel more comfortable kind of getting into it. Yeah. Woo. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. Thank you too. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on Pod. Connex, and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.